You are listening to the Bill Bay Biography Podcast. How are we doing, everyone? This is your host, Andrew Dorward, coming at you live from my bedroom in Northridge. Back in Northridge, where the podcast still lives on. Today, we're talking about sports. Talking about sports in Chicago. Got a rich history there. And uh, we get into quite a bit. We talk about talk about Bill's early days, remembering uh, going to ball games in the 40s. We talk about Blackhawks, Bears. So get into it. Talk about if the Cubs are going to win another World Series. Who knows? I think it's going to happen. I'm a believer. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rizzo's. I don't know if we can do that. They're the uh, the choice cereal of Chicago Cubs first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. Get them at your local Jewel Oscos. Rizzo's. I didn't have a bowl of them, but uh, I did see them in my grandma's pantry. So I know she loves them, and uh, every Cubs fan does too. So I don't think we can officially say that they're sponsoring the podcast, but... Um, that's what's happening. So, as always, please go to our Facebook page at the Bill Bay Biography Podcast. And if you're curious, you want to reach out to us, go to our email too. It's BillBayPod at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. We're talking about sports today. Play ball. Here we go. Good. Okay. So I figured we, uh, you mentioned uh, yesterday that when you were getting a job for, um, I think it was the Lakeshore's job, you mentioned you, you were reading just the sports papers. Yes. And that was Merrill Lynch's job, yeah. Oh, that was a Merrill Lynch job. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they wanted, obviously you were supposed to know financial stuff. Right. Fortunately, Joe Bignani was a big sports aficionado too. So. Yeah, and I know you are too, so I figured we'd talk about sports today. Okay. And uh, I know Chicago has a long, rich history of that. Yes. And um, uh, I'm looking at right now uh, what appears to be a program from the the World Series in 1945. Yes. This is uh, prior to the Cubs uh, this past year going. Yeah. This was their last World Series appearance. Right. And, um, and I was uh, 11 years old at that time. <clears throat> I did not get to that World Series, but I knew every uh, player, uh, position, name, number. Um, <clears throat> and uh, obviously, I was very much into it. Um, Interesting uh, aside there, during the World War II, if a, ba- a ball was hit foul or into the stands where a person got a hold of the ball, they had what they called Andy Frayne ushers, and they would immediately descend on that person, get the ball, and throw it into a drum. There's a huge drum that they had um, near the dugout, uh, and the theory was that those balls then would be sent overseas for the military people because the military people played sports, and that's how they got their balls. Well, sure. as it turned out one day, um, they had what was uh, uh, called um, participation or whatever they called it, and they told you to bring your glove. Um, so I went to the game with, with my baseball glove. And, uh, but as it turned out, they only selected a certain number of people to go on the field, so I wasn't one of the selected people. <clears throat> but uh, as fate would have it, Lenny Marillo, who was the shortstop, of the Cubs uh, hit a ball, and I was walking on one of the areas there where um, you either went to the toilet or came back. I wasn't sure what what I was doing, but anyway, the ball bounced, and I, I raised my glove, and the ball went right into my glove. <laughs> Now, Not that. And here came the Andy Frayne Ushers. Well, I made a beeline. There was no way uh, anybody was going to get that ball away from me. <laughs> and uh, and I really, it, it took me at least 10 minutes to evade them at different levels uh-huh. so I could keep that ball. Yeah. And, uh, and by gosh, I did. Uh, so, a quick game of cat and mouse. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and maybe I wasn't being very patriotic at that time, but uh, <laughs> you were my, 11 years my, old. my motivations were entirely different than, right. than the 
military, and uh, I don't still have that ball. I imagine it got lost or was abused by one of the kids, but at the time, it was mm-hmm. a big deal. That was the famous Billy Goat series. Uh, well, went, Billy right? Goat was a problem all the way. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the, the, I, I do remember reading about it, but I don't remember at the time. Okay. Uh, I do remember, though, uh, some of the games, and I, uh, as I said, I knew every player in the order and what their batting, uh, their number was. And uh, matter of fact, I still have fun with some people when we talk about Rizzo, who's a shortstop (coughs) for the Cubs. First baseman, excuse me, for the Cubs. And um, believe it or not, um, the Cub first baseman during the 45 World Series wore number 44, and his name mm. was Phil Cavaretta. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know that, that how that happened, maybe whether Rizzo asked for that number or, or the Cubs just said, well, you're a first baseman, we'll give you the number. But Yeah, by chance. Uh, just as it turns out, Rizzo has 44, and Phil Cavaretta was number 44. How about that? Um, we'll get into the Cubs a little bit later yeah. because they kind of – went try for a few decades after that but i also have a program here for the uh this is when the the white Sox went yes to the World Series in there's 59. an interesting story bill vec ran the white Sox back in those days and he had what is called a lottery and you had to send uh uh i think you send a, a card in or something like that it wasn't a phone number deal you send it in and they would pick a certain number of uh cards out and if you won you would get two tickets Hmm. and uh, believe it or not uh, my card got selected so I ended up with two tickets to the White Sox World Series Um, and uh, uh, at that time I don't know why I didn't have anybody I could share the ticket with that I felt was more deserving of it than my barber Uh, I had a barber who was just a dyed-in-the-wool White Sox fan I think most of me be my friends were Cub fans Mm -hmm. but anyway he just lived and breathed uh, and he had to be gosh certainly in the 70s if not older Um, and I offered him a chance to go to the game with me uh, using one of those tickets Mm. and uh, uh, he was just he still had well he's out of business now but for many many years that stub was in the window of his uh, his establishment Um, and uh, uh, what I remember about that game we sat in the left field bleachers upper deck we were, though, just, I'm, I'm going to say, three or four uh, seats uh, in the foul territory rather than being in fair territory. Um, and uh, it, what caught me is they never had any bunting there. Um, by bunting, I mean the colors, you know, Rose Bowl, I mean uh, red, white, and blue colors, World Series colors. And Vex's comment was, uh, the park is beautiful enough you don't need to do that, uh, <laughs> which I thought was kind of strange but uh, but I don't even remember who won the game we were at uh, but uh, I know we had a good time yeah I think eventually they lost um, in six yeah what is it to the Dodgers yes um, but at the time it was it was more fun to be a, a White Sox fan I imagine they had that streak um, yeah 17 straight winning seasons yeah I wasn't a big White Sox fan like, like I said uh, but uh Partly because the Cubs were so close to where I lived in Chicago. Oh, you were more in North. Yeah, well, yeah. you will see when we go and visit uh, uh, where I'm going to, uh, where I lived as a kid. Mm-hmm. You'll see just how far the park is, was away from me and all that kind of thing. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, I guess we jump forward. Would you say that that baseball is like that? That's been big part of your life like like something you oh would, you i think would. so I, I i always told the kids you know after my dad died we got rid of the fishing gear i was uh, 13 years old there was no way i was going to keep it all because i had no feeling i'd ever be going up to wisconsin and i fishing was something i did with my dad so and and i did uh really not um get into sports as such because i was working a lot and um 
as uh, kids, uh, I did start playing tennis, uh, and that was uh, definitely a big hobby of mine. But um, what I, I think I maybe mentioned it in an earlier segment, but if I didn't, uh, every summer I would take the boys to uh, a park, uh, American League Park, and we'd uh, see the White Sox play. We'd stay at the place where in those days you could find out where the team was staying. I don't think you can now. Hmm. But in any event, uh, I would get a reservation at the place where the where the uh, uh, White Sox were playing. Um, I'd drive there with the kids uh, starting early Friday morning, and we'd generally get there by 5 o'clock or so. Uh, and that way then I'd check in the hotel. We'd go to the Friday night game. And Saturday morning, we'd go to whatever the thing we wanted to see. Uh, when we were in, uh, uh, we went to the Truman Museum when we were uh, by uh, the St. Louis team at that time, the Browns, I think they had. Mm-hmm. No, not they didn't. I think it was the Kansas City Royals we were seeing. Okay. Um, and then we also, uh, when we were in Toronto, there was a amusement park that we went to. Um, and uh, then that night, we'd go to the Saturday night baseball game. I have already checked out of the hotel, and then uh, after the game, I'd drive back nice. and get back in. Uh, God knows what time in the morning, and they'd all sleep in the car. Yeah. But, but they became White Sox fans. Many mm-hmm. interesting. They'll tell you some stories about how they met some of the Sox players, how they met some of the kids that the Sox brought with them. Mm. Uh, Kessinger had his kids there. I remember one time when he was a manager of the of the White Sox at that time. See. Yeah, I talked to Jim this past week, yeah. and he mentioned that you guys would go to the hotel and see them yeah. in the elevators yes like that. yes yeah. yeah and and the other thing is uh the girls uh, of course i would take to the cubs games because they could sit out in the bleachers and get a suntan right and <laughs> as a matter of fact uh, uh i took katie to the all-star game when the, the last time the cubs had the all-star game they're talking about when they're going to get it again mm-hmm. um and uh we had a bleacher seat, so we sat in the bleachers, and I think it rained before the game was over or whatever, but uh, uh, we enjoyed it. Yeah, not, not exactly suntanning weather. Yeah, but, and, but and then in the, in, the, in the summer, uh, well, springtime, um, we would go to uh, Arizona, and the Cubs were in Mesa, Arizona, playing. And so we always caught a spring training game, and Harry Carey was, was there, and uh, he stayed in the same hotel we stayed in. So right? we got to see Harry, uh, and uh, I think uh, I may have told the story before, but Michael uh, would always bring a ball that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, when we'd be sitting in the, in the stands, and Harry, uh, before the game, he'd say, Harry, would you autograph my ball, please? Well, the ball was just a garbage ball because it was one that he had he had used and abused and he said sure kid he'd throw the ball he'd say, oh my god kid I'm not going to autograph so he'd take another ball and he'd <laughs> that happened every year Michael got a ball because Harry he gave Harry a ball that Harry wasn't going to autograph right. because it was so of course Michael knew what he was doing here. Uh-huh. another interesting story many 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 years ago we were in Florida uh, and um, the uh, the Braves were playing at this time they were the um, the Milwaukee Braves, I think that was what they were. But anyway, um, uh, oh gosh, no, the name's going to get away from me. Uh, the famous, the guy who hit all the home runs. Uh, Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron. Uh, and it was very, uh, Bob will tell that story. It was very interesting. Uh, we were going to the, he, he and I, and I don't know who was with me, went to the concession stand. And in those days when, when the players had time off because they didn't play the whole game or whatever, they go to the concession stand too and get something and there's Hank Aaron uh, and so uh, and I had a ball and I said to Hank Aaron I said uh, uh, would you mind autographing my ball and say sure sure so we autographed the ball and there's another guy there and he says would you like to autograph my ball and mm-hmm. I said well who are you and now the name's going to get away from me uh, a very famous uh, relief pitcher who turned I think is uh, I don't know how many relief pitchers are in the Hall of Fame, not too many. Um, uh, gosh, I can't remember his.
his name. But uh, he turned out, and I said, well, I don't even know you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't let him autograph my ball. And so I, they would go like with each other just down to get a hot dog yeah, or something like exactly, that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when he saw me ask Her- Hank Aaron for the autograph, he, he, wanted, he said, don't you wanna, want me to autograph the ball too? And, and yeah. uh, I said, no, I don't, I don't think so. You're like, maybe um, in a few years, and the name will come to me he had a single name that everybody knew him by it'll come to me uh after we get through i'm sure or or two in the morning okay yeah you'll wake up in the middle of the night okay so uh baseball was it wasn't just for you it was for the whole family and it was a way that like yes not everyone knows but um it's like all the you have eight kids. All the 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 boys are White Sox fans, and all the all the girls are Cubs fans. That's correct. And I'm finding out now that they're only Cubs fans because they wanted to look prettier. Well, they wanted to get a suntan, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was the key. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what what bleacher tickets cost at that time. I know when I was a kid they were sixty cents, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they they were a lot more than that. But clearly they were within my budget. And you were there. Um, uh, I was talking to Jim about this too. That. Another reason that you would go to a lot of Sox games is because you would work during the day and the Cubs didn't have lights um, all up until the late 80s. So um, were you there the night that they got August? I think it was August 8th. Yes, I was. Uh, There's a story to that, too. Um, Joe Gennady, my Merrill Lynch guy, Mm -hmm. uh, I had done something really great and he he wanted to uh, reward me and he said "Uh, what can I do for you and I said well Joe I said uh, I know Merrill's got some tickets if you could get me uh, four tickets to the uh, uh, Cub game uh, the night of the of the opening uh, where they were first night game that the Mm -hmm. Cubs were going to play well oh sure I'd be happy to do that well I'm going to say if Joe hears this he'll love this Uh, Mm -hmm. he called me maybe a week or so later he said do you really need four tickets and I said well I could do two he said that's fine yeah let's do it with two so uh, Michael was my guy that I invited Mm -hmm. to go to the game and um, we had uh, hot dogs and uh, before we went in and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. well that happened to be uh, it was a Monday night game and uh, I think WGN or somebody was really proud that they were going to do the first Cub night game well uh i had parked the car because there was some talk about how the weather was going to be and so i parked the cars in a way where i was able to get out if something went awry right and before the fifth inning obviously if the home team is ahead after four and a half innings the the game is a game but uh, uh, if they aren't then you uh, have to play the fifth inning and then if the visiting team is ahead then they win the game if if rain comes right and we could see the clouds forming uh, out in uh, left field as they were coming in and Oh, it just looked awful. And I said to Michael, I said, I think this game isn't going to finish. What we got to do is we got to get downstairs here. And the minute it starts raining, we're making a scoot for the car here. And uh, sure, it came down in buckets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we um, we waited a while. We we got to the car. We uh, took a ride home, went to Lou Melnati's in Elk Grove. Nice. And uh, they still had the suspension going on on and they finally they canceled the game. So it wasn't an official first night game. Oh, okay. The official first night game was Tuesday, but not Monday. Okay. Uh, but we were at the unofficial first night game. You made rain delay history that day. It was rain delay history. Uh, <laughs> but we we were able to enjoy it at Lou Melnati's rather than st- sitting right. there waiting for the rain to stop. Dry and inside. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, why don't we shift gears a little bit? Uh, you've been alive for quite a bit of of uh football history too with the bears yes um jim and i have a deal going to a bear game every year uh we managed to do that go ahead oh um well i don't know if you want to talk about that maybe you'll give me some things to think about that i can't think about right now i was just going to talk about um like the uh were you were you going to games when like um Butkus and Piccolo were were on the team, like the late oh, sure, kind of Hollis sure. area. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I remember Jim and I walking out of the game, going uh, in Soldier Field, 
uh, going uh, to our car when they announced that Walter Payton had rushed for 265 yards or something like that. It was a new record. Yeah. And while we knew he ra- rushed a lot, we just didn't put together the fact that uh, he had uh, rushed for that many um, yards. Right. Um, one of the more interesting uh, Wrigley Field or football stories is I wasn't even uh, married at the time. Um, and I, it was the, maybe I was married. I think it was the 64 uh, playoffs uh, that the Bears were playing the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And they were playing in Wrigley Field. And um, I was able to get a standing room bleacher seat. The seat wasn't a seat. I was standing in the bleachers yeah. for $6. And, uh, and uh, that was a game when uh, the Bears played the New York Giants. Y.A. Tittle was on the Giants. And, mm-hmm. of course, the Bears had, uh, um, what's his name, the great uh, quarterback for the Bears. But it was... Uh, it was uh, something you never forget. Us, they didn't have Super Bowl. It was a quote, quote the NFL title game, is what okay. they referred to it in those days. Yeah, because I just found out this morning that they played at Wrigley up until the late '60s. Yes, yeah. And they used to have two teams in Chicago: the Chicago Cardinals. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, I didn't. Oh, they yeah. They played yeah. in Comiskey Park. They were the first yeah. two. I think they're the still the first uh, or they're the last NFL teams that are still playing yeah. that were like around during the original. Well, they ended up. Uh, uh, a couple of interesting things that happened during the war. There was a shortage of, of players, uh, so they merged two teams together. Uh, one team was called the Card Pit Game uh, Team, and it was a merger of the Cardinals and the Pittsburgh uh, team. Uh, and they, uh, well, that was all they could do, you yeah. know. Um, and basically. Uh, the sport uh, clearly uh, wasn't what it used to be because you had a lot of military people. And, yeah, it suffered. Which, interestingly enough, when I was over in Germany, uh, they still were playing football. Uh, military people were, were playing uh whatever kind of league that was that they were in right um it was uh, uh and of course that was only 12 years after the end of the war yeah uh, so but, you saw this like revitalization uh, of like pro sports yes. after the war yes what I'm yes hearing. oh for sure um uh, and you know uh football so totally different i mean gosh in those days the running game was so very very important mm-hmm. uh passing wasn't nearly what it was uh well, n- n- actually passing today isn't nearly what it was 10 years ago so yeah, you can sure. imagine uh, the gestation of that mm-hmm. unbelievable uh, but it the bears had some had some nice teams uh george hallis was on the sidelines i remember seeing uh, seeing him and then i do remember going up to uh, Green Bay and seeing Vince Lombardi on the on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. uh, That's one of the. Yeah, the- uh, we didn't travel too many times to uh, football games. Uh, I'm trying to think whether there were too many other places that we saw NFL football. I I don't remember. One of the more interesting things too, by the way, was that in that time of the year of the world cycle, um, they were not TVing home games Hmm. uh, because they were afraid that people wouldn't go to the game. They'd stay in and watch TV. So they would black out the home team, irrespective of whether they had a full stadium or not. Later that became an issue. So the only way you could see the game would be go up to Rockford mm-hmm. uh, which had it and then we'd rent a hotel room and uh, and we'd watch not with the kids but with friends of mine and we'd sure. watch the game uh, on TV um, this was back in 63 64 yeah so that uh, that's new. why I was so happy to get into the into the NFL uh, playoff game here uh, or championship game for one that's the what because they didn't have playoffs in those days either no. whoever won each of their conferences they played each other and that was it uh okay it was just one game too yes oh, it was for just sure. one game. Yeah, so you yeah. had like two games and you're a super bowl champ and yeah wow okay well yeah. one game actually if you win your division your your, your conference there was yeah. the eastern conference and the western conference or maybe it was northern and southern i'm not right. sure what they called it but the winners of each conference played each other yeah and they were for the championship 
And then Soldier Field opened in the early 70s. Is that what it did? I, I know they did. Well, when you say opened, they moved the teams. There. Moved it, yeah. It's been open many, you know, Soldier Field was open for for the Olympics going all the way back to okay. 1920-something, I think, or something like that. So what were they doing at Soldier? Just like random sports well, events? Well, they had, they had um, uh, different Soccer. events outside. Uh, they had, uh, uh, they played a, played some high school football there. College football okay. was played there. Um, and they had other events, and I, 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 right now I can't think of what those events were, but they drew a lot of people there. Uh, oh, certainly political rallies when yeah. any of the presidential candidates were in town. If, if they weren't at the stadium, then they would, uh, and they wanted to get 100,000 people, which is what the Soldier Field uh, uh, capacity was. They did. Is that where they had the, the, the national convention, you think, the Democratic National Convention? I, didn't, I don't think they did. It outside uh, the convention. I think uh, they did have it in Chicago, of course, right. at the stadium. But yeah. Um yeah, when I saw Kennedy there. Uh-huh. Um, but the reality was uh, um, the sporting events uh, were in Soldier Field, and apparently there was enough going on there. Oh, another thing they had there is they had um, car races, uh, Mm. stock car races, and then they had demolition derbies. I don't know if you're familiar with that concept. Oh, yeah. But Soldier Field was uh, in such a way that they could go around. um, And they also had track meets there, uh, Mm. significant uh, uh, track meets, uh, because, again, it's a big stadium and everybody can enjoy uh, seeing something that they like. Speaking of demolition, just a quick sidebar. Um, I read that in the late 70s, the White Sox threw a, a disco demolition night. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember. And it. they had to... It, Bill Vec put it on, and it was uh-huh. a disaster. It was a, yeah, it was a total A total disaster, because it, uh, it ruined the, the, uh, field, the and, field, and then you had all that smoke and everything going up. Uh, it was... It was uh, uh, but I give Vec credit. Uh, Vec was a show uh, uh, promoter. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh-huh. And you know, he even had the first players in shorts playing mm. in boxer shorts uh, <laughs> with the, the high socks going up. You know, right. uh, I was trying to think of something. They new. looked like they were basketball players uh, type thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Vec, um, different colored uniforms. Uh, he, he he was a real showman and made made it interesting. Sox weren't drawing a lot, but the Cubs weren't drawing that much either. You know, you had to have a decent team. Yeah. It always amazes me people have season tickets for life. Um, mm-hmm. What the heck you you do with them be, uh, when you're when the teams are doing so bad and you're paying for it? Right. Um, and I do remember going to Cub games where uh, uh, one time uh, I. Uh, I I was alone, and I decided I could sit wherever I wanted to, and uh, I picked this box seat area that I wanted to sit in. Nice. Little did I know it was the chief of the umpires that was his. He was there at that time. He said, no, kids, stay here. I got an extra seat, so I saw the whole game with him. He was, nice. and I can't remember his name, but he was the chief of the umpires. Uh, yeah, that seems like a Ted Koppel moment when like they, they, they're human beings. Like, yeah. They just want some company, oh, yeah. too. You know, and and they, they like to converse. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Obviously, if you don't look obnoxious or like you're aggressive or that yeah, you're kind polite of thing. about it. Well, your your brother and you go to go to games now where you're willing to change your seats four or five times uh, a game just to uh, keep going, and yeah. no, you know nobody kicks you out of the park. You just are willing to move. Yeah, I mean we we got uh, no shame when it comes to that. That's and that's the way I was. It didn't mm-hmm. bother me. <laughs> yeah, you got to take advantage. So um, you were there. You saw. Uh, Walter Payton play. Yes, this is at indeed, Soldier Field at indeed, the time. Yeah, yeah and the yeah, whole um, yes. the Super Bowl shuffle crew. Yeah, he, well, I'm just trying to think now. Uh, yeah, it, it would be Walter Payton. Uh, who would, who was the guy I hit that hit 620 or 265 yards? Was that Payton or was that? Uh, oh he, no, that was the other guy. He broke Jim Brown's record. You're yeah. saying he's on the Bears? The guy yeah, it was. Hit? I'm trying to think of the name of the player that was so good before Walter Payton. I should have looked up all. All this stuff before we got on here. Yeah, uh, oh, he, uh, running back uh-huh. uh, and uh, certainly a Hall of Famer and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Two thirty in the morning, I'll have that one too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a list. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah so they for a while they were like a powerhouse there yes. um and well, they that, didn't win two years in a row they were supposed to but they, that right. was when ditka was the head coach yeah head coach yeah. yeah and i think he i don't know if he was the only player at that time but i mean he certainly was one of the few that had played for the team that he later yes. went on to win with as a head well, coach. he was infamous in in that he traded all of his draft choices for one guy and it was a, a, a halfback of some sort, and mm-hmm. the guy didn't turn out to be all that great. But he, yeah, a, he lost all his draft choices for one guy. Yeah, it's a big hand. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, that probably Gale Sayers is the name. Gale Sayers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that's one two thirty. One day. Cross it up. Gale the Sayers was was the uh, running back back in those days at Wrigley Field. Okay. Yeah, and this is um yeah before they moved before they moved okay to, uh, um so that probably had a profound effect on the the city and like the whole culture I know everyone loves sweetness yes yes yeah, yeah and he I I've read his book too I don't know if you've read it there's a, a lot of there's a lot of backdrop to that one a lot of backdrop is that right um, oh yeah oh yeah you should read it sometime you'd be amazed at the light uh, which by the way is another part of the story he lived right out here in barrington uh not in barrington hills not in barrington the town but right nearby in dennis um malik uh, your grandma's uh brother uh at that time was in the automobile business mm-hmm. and um uh gail sayers had uh, uh a bowling alley in his uh in his basement uh, and dennis was actually in his house he was uh, uh and, and the, he got it through the automobile dealership they gave a car to gail sayers and dennis was one of the guys who would go and well one night uh, one time uh, I think it was either him or Walter Payton. I may be confusing my people. Mm-hmm. Uh, got uh, was smashed and uh, <laughs> at a game away, and they came into town and at O'Hare, and he was driving on the interstate to get home uh, here. And they arrested him and pulled the car over, and Dennis had to go uh, in the middle of the night uh, retrieve the car. <laughs> oh man, I've heard a couple of Dennis stories yes, the past couple of days. Yes. Oh yes, uh, we won't tell the other ones. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not good with segues. But uh, switching gears again, uh, you mentioned earlier this week that the the Blackhawks, like you loved going to those games. Yes, Jim, I took to a lot of games, a lot of uh, but games. the key was I used to take grandma to the games and those were the games when there were only I'm going to say six or eight teams I think it was maybe eight teams could have been six and the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup quite a number of years in a row um, and we were really big fans uh, and we'd uh, wait outside to get tickets and um, uh, that's another thing I would always park right near Soldier, uh, Soldier Field right near the stadium and of course there'd always be these little uh african-american kids running out watch your car watch your car mm-hmm. and i always had 40 cents with me uh one was a quarter one was a diamond one was a nickel so i'd flip the i'd say okay this is the quarter and i'd flip it up and then they'd fight over the quarter and then i'd say this is the dime this is the nickel <laughs> yeah uh, and to be honest my car never was vandalized and it cost me 40 cents uh Not and bad. uh but i never just handed it to one of them i just flipped it and let them <laughs> figure out who got the coins yeah, you like to cause yeah. a little, stir yeah. a little trouble. Yeah, well, the bigger guys got the coins. <laughs> right. Yeah, strong and survive. Yes, that was with um, like Bobby Hole and yes. Stan Makita. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's none so fair as our Pierre. Those were the uh, Pierre Pilat. Mm-hmm. Those were the days when the goalies didn't wear masks. Uh, they didn't wear masks. Not at all. Uh, Glenn Hall was the was the goalie for the uh, uh, Blackhawks and. Um, and um, again, the name's going to escape me here. It was the first goalie who wore a mask, and he was considered a wuss because he had a because he wore a mask. Right. And then ultimately, they said uh, goalies had to wear masks. Uh, but if you currently were not wearing a mask, you did not have to. Yeah. But any new person who was a goalie, and by the way, that's the way it then turned out to be. Not just goalies eventually, but all players. Every player. Yeah. Uh, but no, can you imagine being a goalie without a mask? Oh, um, God. A lot of needless uh, to say a lot of injuries yeah busted lips no question about that okay so yeah and i mean for 
the past few years it seems yeah, I remember like you not you couldn't see that stuff on tv so the blackhawks game yeah no as a matter of fact interestingly enough blackhawks were one of the last teams that allowed their games to be televised uh what what's his name uh, uh the uh, owner of the blackhawks decided that uh, he was not going to televise games when basically he could get people to come in and watch it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, later he'll let television uh, go for away games, but not home games. Uh, Wirtz okay. was Wirtz. his name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his sons, of course, have run the game, the team so much better than he did when he was around. Right. He he was not a good uh, owner. I think it was Rocky Wirtz that uh, kind of that's the kid. The t- yeah, he turned yeah. The, the team around. I'm trying to think of what the what the uh, father's name is. Uh, Willard Wirtz, Howard Wirtz. I don't know. That, uh, Not sure. Uh, another 231. <laughs> of a couple of those. Yes. Um, yeah, and the past few years, that's been like the team to, to kind of watch. Um, uh, they've, I think, I think they've, their days are numbered now because I think there's some teams. I, I think there's a lot of similarities going on there between uh, hockey and baseball. Um, so. It'll be interesting because personally, I, I, I really don't believe the Cubs are going to be even in the World Series. Uh, but everybody seems to think that's a. But when you look at teams like the Nationals and the Dodgers and some of these teams with incredible records. Yeah. Uh, and then in uh, hockey was is the same thing. You've got some really good teams now. Actually, Nashville, which got very far this year, mm-hmm. um, and the Penguins, of course, they were they're an older team. I doubt seriously whether they'll continue next year. But um, and that's the way it is. Uh, I think once they came with salary caps. Um, and it's not a cap on the salary of an individual. It's a cap on the team, yeah. which allows the team to pay whatever it wants to to a player. But it can't sell in any given year, can't be above a certain amount in total. So that means you can only have so many really good players that you can afford to pay the big bucks to. Right. And then you got to have a lot of other players who aren't making that kind of money and you get a lot of turnover because as you get to the salary cap you can't meet it with your players you got to be be willing to let one of your good people go yeah recognizing that uh, there's no other way to to do it so you're uh, that's a good idea i think that salary cap in america in baseball they have a different rule they have the cap but then you pay a luxury tax if you go over the tab cap Mm -hmm. and the yankees have been notorious for that and the brooklyn uh, uh, Brooklyn, the Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Dodgers have been notorious for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you on the, the state of baseball. Like the Dodgers are looking like kind of like the Cubs, where a yeah. few years ago, where and the um, Nationals don't sell them short. No, no, I mean they were there too. Uh, yeah. We nearly played the the Nationals yeah. for the um, NLCS. They're, they're, they're doing year. well this year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. we'll see where it's it all concerning. goes. Um, but. Uh, you, I think you, I, I know you were at least in the area when the the Bears went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, it was in Indianapolis, right? Well, no, no. the Super Bowl itself wasn't, but. No, uh, well, the, 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 the I think the Super Bowl, that first Super Bowl that the Bears went to, I think was in New Orleans. Okay. And Dennis went to it, uh, being in the automobile business, uh, mm-hmm. clearly, um, and being connected with uh, uh, the uh, automobile dealership, being connected with the Bears, there was a ticket for him. So he ended going to the Super Bowl uh, down in New Orleans and saw uh, the Bears uh, win that one. Um, yeah. I ended up, uh, when the Bears got into the uh, Super Bowl in um, against the uh, uh, Indianapolis the Colts, Colts uh, in uh, uh, Florida, uh, Miami area. Right. Um, I invited then uh, some of the boys and Julie, who comes from my uh, from uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. and she of course was a f- uh, fan of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, uh, and we had a hotel room, and uh, and we had some parties that uh, was a part of this package. Mm-hmm. We had airfare there, and. Uh, 
we had uh, a limousine, well, buses that took us to the to the game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the, the one of the negative parts of the game, well, two of them. One is it rained pretty bad there at some point in time, and uh, I didn't even. Prince was one of the uh, uh, the halftime show. Uh, yeah, the halftime shows. I never did. Uh, I'm never. I, I, Prince and I don't know each other very well, so I basically paid no attention to it. But the yeah. only Rest place that it was warm and uh, dry was the men's washroom, uh, and maybe the women's too. I'd never checked that out. But the reality no. was that uh, in order to stay in that men's washroom, because it was crowded, I would get in line. Mm -hmm. uh, to, and when I got to the urinal, I pretend I went, and then I'd go back and get in line again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they had the radio going uh, in, the, in the washroom so I could hear what was happening. Yeah. Um, but I would say easily a quarter of that game i i heard in the washroom uh, as distinguished from saw so the game the was stands. still going on oh for just, sure it's you football just, you right. know what else are you going to do yeah they're tough and then the other part of it of course everybody's kind of soaking wet by the time you get to the bus mm -hmm. and then because they had so many buses in the parking lot uh it was uh easily Oh, better than an hour before our bus even left, and there was limited washroom facility on that <laughs> bus, and so there were a lot of people had a, found another way to uh, stay warm, um, uh, one way or another. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, Julie got on the bus, and she had her uh, her. Uh, Indianapolis Colts thing and of course the the Bears got beat and she right. got on the bus and probably had too much to drink and said go Colts or something like that yeah yeah and one guy said I'm gonna pop that gal and he's <laughs> sitting next to Jim and Jim says don't do that that's my sister yeah yeah pop some other gal so she got on a bus that's predominantly Chicago it was all Chicago oh, it was all oh, Chicago sure people. I mean yeah. the only it was a Chicago program and the only sense. reason she was there because she was my daughter and yeah. they were they were playing interestingly enough at the at the last party which they had and there was a, a pre-game party mm -hmm. uh, the facility we were at uh, right I'm going to say within not that far distance maybe 100 feet or whatever they had the facility going for the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, fans mm -hmm. and so Julie went over there because some of her friends were going to the game uh, the wealthier ones and basically yeah. uh, uh, said hello to them um, and I went and said hello to because I knew them you know that kind of thing yeah uh, but it uh, Bob uh, Billy came down he never had a ticket to the game but he came down and partied with us uh, oh, nice. at all of the different things uh, and uh, you know it, it was one of those things unlimited drinks and Open food and, okay. <laughs> food and all that kind tank. of thing was, are we okay you're fine you're fine uh, and uh, it's the first time it's happened actually yeah <laughs> and it was really a, a, a nice thing and they gave us a, a police escort to the park it, closed off on the interstate closed off all the exit and entrance ramps and all Jeez. getting in was a breeze yeah getting out was different <laughs> nightmare yeah is that the only super bowl you've been to no uh, i took all the kids to this all the kids the boys to the 85 uh, uh, uh took them when the, to the one in uh, san diego when uh the um Oh, they were playing the yeah, Chargers. Yeah, the Oakland Raiders were Raiders. playing uh, the uh, Florida team, uh, whatever, Miami. Uh, the, uh, the Dolphins? Yes, yes. Uh, and Billy, of course, was a big Oakland Raider fan. Right. And... Um, and so it was Billy, Bob, Michael, and I. We had four tickets, and I paid a ton for those. I think I paid something like ooh, two, three thousand a piece for twenty five hundred a piece or something like for that for those tickets. Um, and we had really nice seats. We were on about the forty five yard line mm -hmm. in the um, uh, balcony area, but the first. Well, we were in the second row, and. Uh, and it was right near, frankly, where where our season tickets were uh, when we used to go to the uh, Padre, uh, Padres to the Charger games. Yeah, and um, uh, we got in, and 
were sitting there for a while, and in came some Oakland Raider fans, and uh, and they turned around and said, I don't know if you folks are aware, are you Oakland fans? And Billy said, well, I am. You know, he said, well, good. He said, because we all stand during the game. And I said, what'd you say? He says, we stand. I said, no, wait a minute. You're in the first row, and you're right in front of me, and you're telling me you're going to stand during the whole game? Yeah. Yep, that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine that. Uh, so needless to say, I found, uh, uh, and of course, Bob was really upset. He wanted Billy to get behind the people who were standing and, and us to be able to not uh, have to stand. And right. as fate would have it, the uh, Oakland Raiders did so bad that uh, by the start of the second quarter, they were sitting and giving us the finger. <laughs> we tried, we really tried like. to get somebody to help us uh, from the usher side, but he said, well, they paid for the seat. And I said, yeah, they paid for the seat, but they didn't pay for the air. And <laughs> he said, well, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. But uh, we did, uh, the following year, we got to an Oakland Raider game uh, when the Chargers were playing Raiders regular season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Again, we had a couple Raider fans came in, and they were a couple rows ahead of us, and and they stand. And fortunately, I had a guy, big, huge guy back. He had a, he was an ex Charger player, uh, lineman, mm-hmm. and he said, "Boy, you sit down, or I pound you down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he got moving pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, so they immediately started smoking some weed, and the next thing you know, the uh, <laughs> the ushers. Uh, uh, Wait, what do you mean they immediately out. started smoking weed? Yeah. That's just their go-to yeah. default. Uh, well, they were def- they were upset because they had been forced to sit down, so why not pull out some weed and smoke right. it? Yeah. And, okay. of course, the odor of weed gets is not something you can hide. True. And uh, Much somebody I must have well – uh, it wasn't me because I, I didn't mind inhaling the weed as long as I didn't have it in my mouth. Not really. I've never <laughs> – I've had weed only once. That's a different story. Oh, okay. But the reality – is that um, uh, somebody p- uh, reported them and they were escorted from their t- seat, whether they were kicked out of the park or arrested. I have no idea what the heck happened. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, um, moral of the story, it's hard to tax the air and uh, save your weed for after the game. Yes. <laughs> if you've got something to celebrate about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We enjoyed the – one of the things about going to a game in, in San Diego is you always know you're going to get pretty good weather. Mm-hmm. The only negative side is when you're going in September, it can be quite hot, yeah. especially if you're on a sun, sunny side, which I always wanted because heat doesn't bother me nearly as much as cold. So I was always sitting on the, I'm going to say the east side because we had the sun and, um, it, it, uh, for a long time until it went down in the west and then the people, maybe I was on the west side. Anyway, I had this, we had the sun. But during September months, it could get quite hot. Uh, mm-hmm. But tailgating was wonderful because you yeah. know you never had to worry about uh, uh, that kind of thing. Snow and, or yeah, or and we had a we had a pass. Uh, Barb would always buy a pass with the season tickets so we could get in and get to a good spot. And uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to see uh, them gone this season. Um, It'll be interesting. Uh, I don't. You're aware of Michael being so connected with them. Yeah, he's um, he's like on their. Uh, I mean, not training squad. But he's on the the crew. 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 But from what he tells me now, uh, what's his name? The quarterback for for them. uh, Rivers? Rivers uh, uh, has not moved up there. He stayed back in in San Diego because he's got – I'm going to say I know he has six children. Yeah. It may be more, and he didn't want to take them out of school and all that kind of stuff. So every um, game, uh, he's he has to get. Uh, he's got a bus of some sort, fancy, not a bus, but a, a SUV, a classy type thing where um, he can. Uh, and he needs a driver to take him up yeah. to the. And Michael is the backup driver. I'm told. Really. Uh, in other words, if his regular driver, for whatever reason, um, is not unable to make it michael will be the guy taking him to the game Um, but he apparently has his playbook inside he does a lot of other work that that and then michael's course on the field um yeah i do want to get to one game this year um in their new park i don't Mm -hmm. know how that's going to work out and how i'll accomplish it but uh that would be something i'd like to see yeah definitely well good luck mike yeah, rooting for him. Well, he's done very, very well. The, uh, the guy who, run, who was in charge of them, 
uh, somehow knows Mike personally, either through the kids or or where he lives or whatever. So he tends to um, give Mike the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things. And so he gets some nice stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, would you say that I... um I can see a pattern. I mean, you like going to the games with your kids, yeah. but a lot of your kids are um, athletic in some way, shape, or form. Yes. And um, did you, did you play sports when you were growing up? Like no. no? Well, when I when you, that's a good question. Um, when I was really really young, um, I went to the what they call the neighborhood boys club. It's now called the persons club of some sort because we don't have just boys anymore playing right. sports. Um, and because I came. Uh, easily a mile and i can show you that when we're in town today um uh, i was on a team called the east feeders in other words they fed people from the east on uh, they were a team that was not identified with any neighborhood Um, we were the feeders uh and so they were from all different parts and then they had the west feeders which were on the other side of the boys club and we played uh baseball football and basketball and I was horrible at all of them. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood when I was in Wisconsin. There were hardly any boys. There were a lot of girls. And we never really played much sports. And then, as as you know, when I... Um, got into grammar school i was uh, doing a lot of of uh, work oh. delivering groceries and and all the other things all the other things that i turn it off <laughs> let me pause for just a second all right back so back i was again. basically working all the time and um i did the one thing i did in um in grammar school seventh and eighth grade um at uh, uh, recess time during lunchtime, basically during lunch, we played a, a game called Pinner. Uh, and you took a, 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 a tennis ball and you hit it on a ledge. And the way you hit it, it would either go straight out as a as a ground ball, or it could go as a fly ball. Mm-hmm. And there were there were teams of two. I was the inside guy, and and then we had a bigger guy who was uh, behind me. And we'd uh, play other other teams, which were basically classmates of ours. And uh, we were really good because uh, I was the ground ball guy, and I, I had good reactions left, right, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never in a sport where I was tackled, basically, or uh, I had to slide into something or I was going to be stopped trying to shoot a basketball. And uh, to be honest with you, I I didn't really like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so when you started having kids, did you push that like for, for your no, I don't know that we sports. really pushed it. I think what happened is uh, their friends were doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't ever think we, we made an emphasis on it. Uh, our oldest Bob uh, never really uh, became a big athlete. Uh, he took up music and he was playing the drums. And so right. uh, when the football games were on, he was on in the band. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, obviously your mother, uh, she got involved in tennis and did very, very well in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what other sports she was in. Um, Softball, badminton. I I don't know. Maybe maybe she was. I don't remember to the much as I do tennis. Mm -hmm. They were all good swimmers, um, although they weren't necessarily swimming in college or high school. Uh, But basically, uh, living here in Fox Point, we had some, uh, the swimming pool, and swim teams and we had swim matches uh um it's actually uh, i i'm going to say uh, last uh, thursday they had a meet um you weren't in town then, but it was mm-hmm. at the at the swim meet, and they had signs up uh, keep, keeping you from parking around the pool and all this that. This is right thing. here in the neighborhood? Yes, right okay. over here where the swimming pool is. Yeah, okay. Uh, a big swim meet, that, and they have other teams come in, and we have a team. And, and uh, Cheryl was a, was a, uh, a diver, mm-hmm. and uh, I was <laughs> – she, she loved that story. I was the announcer at that time. Oh, at the uh, games? At, at the, the swim the, meet, the, the yeah. Meets. And uh, and of course, uh, I, I just said. Uh, and next we have the great Cheryl Bay here, and geez, you could just see her face get red. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, and the other thing you do is you basically uh, help out. You're, you either in, in concessions or something else. Sure. Uh, you, you but you could watch the meets too. But you you had to agree to spend one meet doing something and. 
uh, grandma did a lot of that kind of stuff too mm-hmm. yeah um, but swimming was very big and as you probably know uh, Jim was an excellent swimmer he swam at uh, at Iowa State um, mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh, uh, Julie swam did a lot of swimming in high school um, yeah, so it, it is what it is you know it's sports wise they were always here we I never really had uh, golfers uh, even though I, I I never really did play much golf because um, it, it was a too expensive and B when you've got a lot of kids and you go play golf you don't see them then for a while I mean yeah it's like or if day, you take two of your day. kids with you or three to play golf what about the other ones you right. know so it, it wasn't that good tennis we have tennis courts here yeah and that got them involved in tennis pretty much uh, swimming you can just put everyone in swimming the pool. can go in the pool yeah. and they did uh, but I would say uh, only a few of them really got into tennis to the degree your mother did got it so yeah you took me over to the the high school the other day and um like took me on the the tour all the way around and there's at one point there's like four baseball diamonds just um once a softball field but like they're all surrounding each other so it and there's a football field there's um like like at least i counted like 10 or 12 tennis courts yeah so it almost seems like in a way this whole community is kind of like bred to become athletes or at least well, to like the thing about Barrington is it's it's quote a community so it draws from more than Barrington itself it draws from Barrington uh, Hills it draws from other communities around here mm-hmm. uh, one of the other places it draws from is a place called Carpentersville which is um, a lot lower income people there and you'll see generally uh, in Barrington High School uh, they don't get as much into sports uh, uh, but we uh, we had um, uh, Billy had on his team uh, the son of one of the uh, NFL or, uh, no a baseball greats and I can't remember the guy's name now but he was a good player um, and um, uh, you, you, you you I think the Carpentersville people in many ways to stay late and then try to get home it. it took away that too because part of the problem with being in sports is you you participate either early and Jim many a morning would have to get up early and get over to the high school to for the practice uh, and and then the other side of it is the the events are later um, mm-hmm. and uh, so they don't get through or till six o'clock or something like that yeah um, so it, uh, it, it it but it draws from a pretty substantial area Barrington does Uh, And uh, for the most part, people are quote proud to go to Barrington although our kids named it Borrington Uh, (laughs) it's an easy it's yeah I could see where they could come up with that it doesn't take that much creativity (laughs) well and they were probably reflecting just how they felt at that point in time Uh, and we had our usual instances where kids were uh, disobeying the rules or whatever and uh, surviving for want of a better way to put it (laughs) but it seems like you've um, the whole family has done well athletically I think you have like half of your kids are iron men or women yeah they and, got into uh, that uh, that was later uh and that's when i got into it right yeah here it goes uh <laughs> I think you just can't like lean watch these. They're they're pretty shitty microphones. What happened? I'm sorry. You can say that. Uh, but <laughs> you, if you want, you could move one of those. You could take one of those. Yeah. Books what off. happened was uh, they started running um, half marathons. Uh, uh, Maybe we've talked about this before, where uh, um, Motorola had the half marathons, and I, I decided I'd kind of get into that with them, and it was a good thing to do because it, it made you feel healthy and that kind of thing. Um, you didn't hurt your arm like you did in, in uh, tennis, trying to uh, get tennis elbow or something like that. Right. And um, uh, as long as I, uh, and for whatever reason, my legs were strong, having as a kid done so much working caddying delivering newspapers riding a grocery uh, a bicycle delivering groceries right. my legs were strong and to this day i think is it's all of that and without getting tackled that has 
was kept my legs as strong as they are at my age. Right. Um, so anyway, they started running, and uh, I started doing the same thing, and um, ultimately uh, decided uh, that I would try a marathon, and it worked out. Yeah, and you you went back to it. Yes, again. four I saw of them. Some of the, I did four of them. Yeah, uh, I saw some of the medals in that <laughs> box. There. Yeah, they do give a lot of medals out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you fin- finishing Finish, it, it's, it's just a like, fin- you'll notice I'm, there's no winning medals there. There's no, finishing medals. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so many people too. So oh, sure. Like, to be even in the top ten. Is yeah, like even in, although I did, I did. Uh, they do every Fourth of July. They do a um, uh, a ten k and a five k, uh-huh. uh, and it's uh, separated by age brackets and men and women. And uh, I actually won um, the, the last time I did it. Uh, I won the uh, 70 and over, and uh, it was me and another guy. So mm. <laughs> winning was only <laughs> – I could have come in second, but yeah, I the won. Yeah, odds, the odds are in <laughs> But I was older than him, so I felt good about that part of there it. Yeah, yeah. Got those young but, legs. Uh, yeah, and I actually was thinking I'd like to try it again this year, but I was told by my rheumatologist not to do it. Yeah, give up the throw in the well, towel. Well, the legs, uh, the, she said I will not, uh, I think I told you that before, she said I will I will not need knee surgery in my lifetime, and then I asked her for a definition of lifetime, uh, <laughs> just to be sure I knew yeah. what she was referring to. Right. Well, you'd probably be maybe the only man over 80 in those things. Yes. If you're like one of the two Although over 70. Although there are people 90s now, 92-year-olds that are doing uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, mar- marathons. Uh, a bunch of show-offs, if you ask me. Well, I mean, the ability to not have uh, arthritis at that age is the key. It's arthritis impressive. Arthritis is what comes in, and it gets into the nerves, and it's tough. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. All right. Um, I would be remiss not to mention at least the 2016 Chicago Cubs. Um, that was quite a ride. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, we did get to some games. Um, I would have loved to have gone to the World Series. Uh, As a matter of fact, I made a point not to go to any of the playoff games because I had gone to playoff games with Grandma. In like 2004. Yeah. uh, Well, we were at the game, the the game before the infamous Bartman game where Bartman caught the ball that supposedly he shouldn't have caught. And and then the Cubs blew up and lost that game and the next game. And And the next game. And I believe it or not, I think they lost it to the Marlins too. yeah, they were playing yeah. the Marlins. Yeah, and um, uh, so I, the idea of going to a playoff game wasn't unique to me, but I wanted to go to a World Series in the worst way. Mm-hmm. But then I think my age got in the way here because, uh, you know, the idea of going down, and that's another thing because of TV, you don't just decide that the game's going to be done started at 7 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever. It's got to be whenever TV says mm-hmm. we can fill it all in. And some of those games were starting fairly late, certainly the playoff games. And even the World Series, they were anxious to start them so that all the different uh, – time zones were able to see it and they weren't at work or something like that right so um that meant then that you were going to be stuck down in chicago and of course we live further away now than we did at one time Mm -hmm. and uh you wouldn't get home till 12 or one o'clock yeah and uh somehow i just didn't quote have it in me to do it (laughs) well it's still although i if they'd have ever had a day game yeah uh money couldn't have stopped me going to to a day game but of course there is no more day games anymore for no. World Series or even playoffs. Yeah. Um, but back in the old days, you know, there were there were uh, day they were all day games. Um, yeah, no lights. They didn't have lights, and the, and there were a limited amount of night games. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would have loved to have uh, gone to. Um, to a World Series game, and I honestly don't think I'll see another one here. Um, you know, one of the interesting thoughts that, and this is on a tape here, so it should be interesting. Um, if the Colorado Rockies got into the World Series, I think I'd make a, a big pitch with Mark about the idea of maybe um, going and seeing it. Because uh, other than that, uh, the White Sox uh, World Series game, I've never seen a, uh, a World Series game. 
Mark, if you're listening, you may potentially be out of thousands of dollars. <laughs> well, he's future. got three boys, so I think him and three boys, four four tickets are way it usually goes. Yeah, that's already going to be yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything left to say. Do you Do you have any closing? Well, thoughts? I'm just trying to think about some sports uh, things that happened, which uh, the White Sox won World Series. Huh. White Sox won. Yes, they did. But uh, I'm trying to think of where I was involved, or and and, and uh, somehow uh, had a uh, had some kind of a sports um, uh, moment. I do remember one time leaving the game with Cheryl and. Uh, and uh, the, the team came back <laughs> and won, and she said we should have never gone to the car. I remember that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'll come up with that uh, relief pitcher that's uh, in Cubs. my mind. Uh, no, the one what, uh, who I wouldn't uh, have him sign the baseball. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Hank Aaron, Hank that Aaron. Hank Aaron was, uh, had signed. Yeah, that's Bob crazy. Bob sure would remember that. Uh, that fellow's name that's just hard to believe like i can't imagine you know going to the bathroom and seeing chris bryan at the urinal next to you or yeah or something like yeah that. like that's yeah well different world but, but in those days yeah and it was spring training and they could just go and get a hot dog if they wanted it or go to the um it was it uh, it was a, a different well things have changed let's face it yeah, you could say that about tv anything. has changed sports incredibly uh yeah I'm going to say for the good, uh, although it's had uh, things that have not been necessarily so good in terms of uh, ability to go to the times when you'd like to otherwise, but you certainly see more baseball. I feel like sports are are one of the few... cultural last cultural moments where you you really have to watch them live yeah. or it, i mean it's just by you know you know without saying it's more yeah. exciting to watch it live yeah. than like on a recording the day after um but yeah like with you know dvr and um uh just the ability to record tv yeah. these days like the like sports you really can't beat seeing a live game in a room full yeah. of it's kind of like what um yeah. tv was in the 70s when yes. people were watching dallas or yes. mash um yes. it's you don't have that for tv anymore maybe game of thrones but like yeah. that's like one in a million and yeah. um with sports yeah it's like uh you know you still have parties for super bowls and yes um, yeah. i know you guys probably throw something for um well, not now I, I what I enjoy about TV is I can, when a commercial comes, I can hit mute and I can uh, either go to the toilet or read my magazine or, mm-hmm. or drink a little beer or whatever. And it, it's it's granted it's and by the way, I like to be alone for that. I don't need another bunch of people around me jabbering. Uh, yeah, uh, we used to interesting part of it too. We used to have. Uh, Super Bowl parties out here in Barrington. There was a couple who would use um, that as their way of entertaining uh, people every year. Sure. And uh, uh, so you'd get out there uh, just, you know, when they uh, were doing the pregame stuff and uh, mm-hmm. get your cocktails. And, and, and at uh, halftime, she would have um, some kind of uh, chili, I think, is what that she'd pass out. And you'd get your eat that and then uh, mm-hmm. uh, have some more cocktails or whatever after and then go home um and that that used to be quite enjoyable the only problem you have is you'd have to find a place where guys like you were watching you didn't have somebody jabbering away here while you're trying to hear what they're saying and as you know the commercials always now are much more interesting in super bowl than they are in any other sport that i know of yeah uh, because uh, advertisers work very hard to present products in a way that uh, they know that millions and millions of people will get to uh, appreciate and remember yeah it's the most watched um yeah. anything in uh the u.s for sure right. so um yeah i think my mom had a super bowl party this past year yes she did i still do that she did well did you go to that uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was that one or the one before. I know we went. Yes. Was it the yes, Patriots? We were. The that, Broncos. That was the one because I, I remember there was a a Patriot fan there uh, <laughs> who was really one, happy at the beginning. One. Yeah. Uh, who was very unhappy at the beginning. If you recall, the Patriots came back from nowhere and won that game. They were supposed to base. Oh, you're right. They I'm were down the big time. They uh, were down big time. Yeah, I was just thinking of the Panthers. Uh, and then they came back and right. uh, and and. Won that it was uh, quite un, 
unreal. Uh, yeah. 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 Good stuff. All right. Well, um, okay. it's getting near that time anyway. So well, it's 1130. Um, so we can probably do what we're going to do. Go get some lunch or something like that. Get some Quiznos. Thank yeah. you for sponsoring our show. No, they, right. they're not a sponsor. Thanks for talking to me, Bill. Okay. Oh, I got That name is going to come to me. <laughs> Goose Gossage. Goose Gossage. We got it. Goose, am I still on? I didn't cut it. Goose Gossage is right. the name. Goose Gossage. You can you sleep. sure you don't want my autograph? And I said, who are you? And he said, I'm Gene Gossage. I said, I don't even know you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you could sleep well tonight. Yes, sure. yes, 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 yes. All right. Little did I know. <laughs> think of it. All right. Take care, Bill. Just think.